Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast brought to you by a middle school dance. Y'all remember middle school dances, right? Boys on one side, girls on the other. It's vaguely dark, kind of stinky, especially after hour two. You're full of soda, probably Cheetos, looking around, seeing who's going to dance with you, hoping that your gym teacher slash DJ for the evening is planning a lottery dance later. Do you remember the lottery dance? It's the only way I ever got to dance with any girls so at for, any point. So in... for all of our listeners who maybe didn't go to our <laughs> middle school, because I don't know if this happened at other middle schools, because it really seems like bullying. Also, it doesn't seem like a large base of our listeners who didn't go to uh, our true. school. I feel like most of, uh, most of you did. Go Lions. If you didn't go to our middle school, the lottery dance was where all the girls put their names in one hat and all the boys put their names in the other. If you wanted to participate, this wasn't uh, required. It's not like Shirley Jackson's the lottery. <laughs> but you you put your names into the hats and then your gym teacher slash DJ for the evening who had a tattoo of Yosemite Sam on his cap. Don't get too specific here. Would pull out a name at a time and say like, okay, Tyler's going to dance with Katie and then you'd have to go do it. But usually it was like a lot of like groaning and like running into the locker room and like hiding. So the bullying came in. Luckily, as far as I know, can remember, unless I blocked it out, no girl ever did, failed to hold up her end of the contract. Honestly, it's it's a contractual obligation. If you're going to put your name in, thinking oh, you're going to dance so with sad. the cute boy, and then you get somebody who's not cute, you still got to hold up oh, your end of the contract. wow. I never thought about this sad aspect of this. You're just yeah. waiting for your lottery dance partner. You know she's there because you saw her earlier, and she won't do it. And there's only six kids that go to your middle school. That bums me out. Um, did you do the lottery dance? No. Why not? I don't like to relinquish control. Okay. You know this about me. <laughs> have you ever, speaking of, have you ever seen? Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. And you're not so big. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. And you're not so big. Malcolm in the Middle? Oh, we did, because you made me watch a couple episodes. Made you. We tried to watch this legitimately, I feel like, in our lives, which is not true for almost any other show on the, yeah. that we've done on this podcast. We, we didn't get into it, and I don't remember the reason. I, I thought I vaguely... This must have been our old apartment. This was a long time ago. I, it could have just been that our old apartment was terrible That's and a true. fire hazard, and I was stressed all the time All in there. TV was uh, worse there. That was pre the start of this podcast, because we yeah. started this podcast here. But, but um, now I'm contractually obligated to watch the things you want me to watch. It's like the lottery <laughs> dance. I should be so, in the bathroom right now. What do you remember about... First of all, did you ever see it as a... No. Pre-teen? No. Okay. Second of all... What do you remember about it from four or five years ago when we tried to watch it? I remember that I developed this joke that Frankie Muniz died on a boat, and for like a full year, whenever, for some reason, Frankie Muniz would come up in conversation with anyone, I'd be like, oh, he died on that boat, remember? And Wait, people would be like, oh my god, what? You didn't, I thought you really thought he died on a no. boat. That was a joke? <laughs> wow, I've been played masterfully. I've been playing the long game. That was incredible. Um, okay. What about Dewey? Do you remember? I feel like you were kind of obsessed with Dewey. Oh, he was cute. He was like basically transparent. I liked him. Very small boy. Yeah. Um, I really, I, I liked all the actors. That's the thing. Yeah. You yeah, know, so Jane Kesmerick, she's great. It's a woman trying her best. Good pronunciation. Yeah, I feel like I'm surprised we didn't get more into it. Maybe we will after this. So, Kate, Malcolm in the Middle. This sounds like a joke, but this was created by a man named Linwood Boomer. 
And okay, he, boomer. did you watch Little House on the Prairie? Mm. That seems like a show. It was definitely on in the background. And my mom would be like, "Look, Little House on the Prairie," and I'd be like, "Why are these people all so dirty?" Oh, you couldn't get. Oh, interesting. In my no, mind, you were a big it. fan as a kid. I, I like the books. I like the uh, idea of living alone on a prairie. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't like the TV show. Is the uh, is the, one... the dad was kind of hot though. <laughs> is the, is the uh, one child blind in the books? Did you really read the books? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. Well, in the show. I think so. When uh, you have the blind character, she goes to a school for the blind later. Yeah. The teacher at that school was played by Linwood Boomer. He himself was an actor back in the day. And then he created Malcolm in the Middle, as he says, based on his experiences growing up, which the whole point of this show is it's like a chaotic... Yeah, it's pretty zany. You know, so I kind of feel bad for the guy if uh, this is his... And maybe maybe, maybe watching it now, it'll be, it'll be funnier than... Anyway, yeah, it seems like it's kind of like the parents are kind of mean sometimes to the kids, but, you know, that happens. Yeah, he was probably a kid in the 30s. It's true, his name is Boomer. The parents, that was their only, that was their only mode. <laughs> So, we didn't have, like, nice parents until, like, the 70s. And then everyone complained that their kid, everyone gets a trophy. It was their fault. All right, Kate. Uh, this, they were the ones handing out the trophies. This show aired on Fox. It ran from January 9th, 2000 to May 14th, 2006. In that time, they made seven seasons and 151 episodes. It starred Frankie Muniz, who did not die in a boat, but did have two mini-strokes in 2012 and 2013 that erased a lot of his memories, including most of his memory of making this show. Oh, poor Frankie. At the time of the show, he was a humongous child star. Did you see any other Frankie Muniz stuff? Was he just really tall and big? <laughs> no, he was actually quite tiny. Um, Can you name anything else he was in? He was in a lot of stuff back then. Was he in a movie called My Dog Skip? Yeah. I cried through most of that, I think. I don't oh, know why. I had that on tape. Just a weird time for I me. I to watch My Dog Skip. Yeah, it was a sad dog movie. Yeah. Where it was like in the 50s or 60s, I feel like. Anyway, um, so My Dog Skip, Big Fat Liar, uh... The Agent Cody Banks movies where he was like a kid's super spy secret agent. You could not trust a kid to be a super spy. You ever tried to have a kid keep a secret? You're like, all right, we got a surprise for your parent. Don't tell them. I got your I got your mom something great for her birthday. Don't tell her. Ah, um, Terrible. He was in some Disney Channel original movies. I have this memory of one where he was like in a wheelchair and then was in a boxcar derby event, I think. What? He, he was in a lot of stuff. Uh, so he was huge, and that was like during Malcolm in the Middle. So he was a very popular child star at the time. It's got Brian Cranston, of course, just a minute before Breaking Bad. I just can't believe he did both. <laughs> well, supposedly... Get you a man who can do both, you know? <laughs> Hal and Walter White. Supposedly, the the way the story goes is that if Malcolm in the Middle had lasted one more season, which it might have and then didn't at the, at the last minute, he would have had to say no to Breaking Bad. So, you know, it's good fortune. Like, it's that, this is right after uh, Malcolm in the Middle. And you didn't grow up with this, but like everyone else who did, when we associated Brian Cranston with comedy, and so when Breaking Bad came out, the sort of early buzz was like, it's the dad from Malcolm in the Middle in like a super serious role? Like, that sounds dumb. So I think part of Breaking Bad's success was magnified by the like, you went in thinking it would be silly, and then it, he completely blows you away. And then, like you said, Jane Kaczmarek as Lois, the mom. It's got it's got a good cast. Everybody, all the other kids are funny. I didn't write their names down, but uh, they're Damn, not Frankie Muniz. Apparently, not funny enough. <laughs> All right, we're going to watch two episodes. So we're going to watch season one, episode two, which maybe we watched before, The Red Dress, and season six, episode 11, Dewey's Opera. And uh, why this is good, you already saw some of it, but I know I was kind of making fun of Linwood Boomer and saying he had a bad childhood if he made this, but this show, kind of like The Simpsons before it, mm. represented a very, like, unglamorous portrait of family life. Um, it's also, I feel like, 
one of the few shows that's very strictly nostalgically set in the early 2000s. It wasn't mm. nostalgically set, but it is now. Uh, and weirdly, like, WandaVision, I feel like, gave this a lot of... Um, a lot of play, yeah. A lot of cred, right? Because they were, like, picking one sitcom to represent, like, each decade, and it's, like, all-time classics, like the Dick Van Dyke Show and the Brady Bunch, and then for this era, they're like, yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. Which, well, what else is there? You're right. It makes me feel old to see Malcolm in the Middle kind of uttered with the same reverence as the Dick Van Dyke Show. That's all. I liked this show a lot as a kid. I remember, like, I feel like my mom thought it was so funny how, like, the mom is stressed and stuff. Like, I don't think there was a great representation sure. of this on TV at that time. So let's, uh, check it out. Fire! Mom, what's this is the most stupid, irresponsible, dangerous thing you have ever done! Is this what you want? Where would we have to identify your charred little bodies through their dental records? I want a straight answer. Who did this? Malcolm did it. Reese did it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. We're going to the dentist. And who could forget the amazing They Might Be Giants theme song, which got me into They Might Be Giants. That's what did it, huh? They Might Be Giants is good. They Might Be Giants is okay. Oh my god. One of the things I do remember about watching this is that their house is like absolutely filthy. <laughs> Oh, totally forgot to mention the premise. Frankie Munez is gifted, and his family is unprepared for that. Does this ring home for you at all? We're not going to talk about my past as a former gifted child. <laughs> former gifted child, hey, current you, person you know? with adult ADHD. <laughs> how do you know if an adult was gifted in school? Don't worry, they'll tell you. You told them. You told the podcast listeners. Got you. The aesthetics of this intro also are just wild. Yeah. There's got, like, TV scan lines. It's a lot. Just this um, intense font. I love Brian Cranston in underwear. Brian Cranston in underwear is hilarious. <laughs> it will never be unhilarious. Does it in and both shows. Does it in both. Get you a man who can do both, ladies. <laughs> totally forgot that he breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera. Look at Frankie Muniz's little ghost of a mustache. It's so funny because I feel like, I don't know how other people do like anniversaries, like you and me. We, we don't do this. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know how like modern millennials do their anniversary, but like I tell you, I don't buy a dress for our anniversary, you know? <laughs> Poor Lois saved up two months to get it, too. Also, her envisioning what the dinner is going to be like is so funny because they're not speaking and they're just sawing at their food, which is remarkable. I'm also always so thankful for a show with no laugh track. She reaches into that toilet like a woman who's had to reach into toilets many times. That early 2000s going out hair. I feel like this family would maybe benefit from a little therapy. <laughs> you know what? Hal's really doing... He's doing the most. He is. He's doing the most for his lady. And I'm about it. So they have to call the naughty brother from boarding school to be like, all right, how did mom not kill you and only send you to boarding school? Maybe he was placed there by his, uh, his school school. I wonder if he's adjudicated because I feel like this family couldn't afford like a boarding school. That's a good point. Look at Dewey's little PJs with like horses on them. So now she's using like POW camp procedures, like blasting children's music in the back. I worry about this family coming up with like different ways to make their parents' punishments nullified. They just had this nice like brother conversation about how Malcolm's super duper smart and sometimes the others feel kind of left behind. Except for Dewey, who's like, can you understand what dogs are saying? I can understand what dogs are saying. All right, Dewey. I listened to a uh, an NPR uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me with Jane Kaczmarek, and it really gave me a lot of perspective on uh, her character in this show because Peter Sagal was like, oh, she's just a woman on the edge. And Jane Kaczmarek was like, you know what, Peter? She's just doing the best that she can. And I was like, damn, you're right, Jane. You know how you can tell if somebody listens to NPR? I'll tell you. <laughs> 
shocked that this show is not on NPR. You know what? Call us, Terry Gross. Call us. Maybe Francis is getting some therapy at his boarding school. That's the ultimate in uh, any kind of caregiver. Instead of just being mad, just being like, you know what? That was really special to me, and now it's gone. It was Hal. What are you crying about? I was just sitting there, and this this opera came on. People screaming and hating. It was our family, but with music. And they all mixed together in a counterpoint that underscored the futility of their lives. And the stretto showed the minor key it'd been hiding in the subdominant from the very first bar. All I understood was, hit me, Reese, hit me, and never stop hitting me. What? I think they had a baby. Oh. Oh, God, yeah, another one? Season six, they had a baby at some oh, point. Oh, no. And man, puberty hit Frankie Muniz hard. <laughs> like He's got truck. a lot of makeup on. They may have too many kids. I totally forgot they had another baby. Usually not a good yeah. sign for yeah. a TV show. No. Kids, we all remember our first opera. I think Dewey may be the most gifted one. <laughs> Were you this affected by your first opera the way yeah. Dewey is? I've never seen an opera, so. What was your first opera? I think it was Madame Butterfly. Dewey is in some kind of, like, special education class for, quote, troubled children. And he's giving the other children homework. Yeah, Malcolm and Reese are disturbing looking. They're yeah. so old. It's only been five years. They look like they've aged 20 years in between that episode we just saw. All right, so Malcolm and Reese are in some kind of illegal street luge league. <laughs> I don't know if it was this episode or just if there was a street luge craze at the time, but I tried to ride my Razor scooter down my hill like street luge, but it folded up on me. <laughs> <laughs> Why would... Never mind. <laughs> I didn't have a skateboard or anything, so... Right, the street luge storyline's not doing anything for no. me, but... This bed storyline is killing it. Hal being insecure that Lois bought a king-size bed, so he thinks she wants more space apart from him. Listen, when we went from a full-size bed to a queen-size bed, it was a game-changer for both of us, and we know it. Also, are they just sharing one full-size bed? Dewey and Malcolm? Well, I guess they have a new baby. Yeah, I bet you when the baby came in. Yeah. Poor Dewey. So Dewey's recently gotten into opera. And he realized that his family is just one large opera. I feel like the show got a little bit of a bigger budget between <laughs> episode two, which took place on two sets, and season five, which has a, an entire opera set. I'm telling you, he's the most gifted one of all. <laughs> yeah, usually when they add the baby, it's not always, it's not good. This episode, they're doing a great job with this baby, peeking over the windowsill at a baby across the street set to the opera music. I know I said the luge storyline doesn't do much for me, but Malcolm's, like, scraped bloody arms is pretty funny. Malcolm, like many gifted kids, is discovering that, you know what, it's just more rewarding to work with your hands. Maybe you should have gone to tech or trade school. Who's this kid? Stevie. He's from season one. Like, he's he's the first kid Malcolm met at uh, the gifted program in school. So Stevie is in a wheelchair, and they're really babying Stevie, but Stevie is an actual street loser. (laughs) Stevie looks too old, too. Dewey's in, like, some kind of emotional support classroom, right? Where they don't do real work. And he has just hijacked the classroom to make it into this opera that he's written. About his parents fighting about the bed. Every single kid in this emotional support classroom is, like, involved. There's, like, one brushing a wig. (laughs) Dewey needs, just needs a good school counselor. He does not need to be in this emotional support program. (laughs) So Lois wanted the bigger bed because she farts and she doesn't want Hal to smell her farts. They've been married for 20 years. Are you crying? You are. Wow. Did Dewey's offer make you cry? Shut up. It's powerful. This finale where Hal tells her, you know, he doesn't care about the embarrassing stuff she does is very sweet. Shut up. You're 
crying. How did they find a baby that looks just like all the other boys? <laughs> also, the age gap between Francis and that baby. What should I do when I know that you look me in the face and you lied? Always get hysterical. It's called having feelings. You should know you're an expert at faking them. At least mine are real. How to make a thing out of this? What should a man do when he knows that he'll never be happy again? Sing a song. Just get a grip, pal. Don't overreact. Overreact? I feel horrible. I feel lousy. I'm having a stroke. Seriously, Lois. It feels just like... We think it's a tool. We're sure it's a tool. It's a panic attack. Like that time in the laundromat. Breathe into a pillow. Wow, that was like... I haven't had the ending of a TV show give me that leave them wanting more feeling. Yeah. For a long yeah, time. Holy smokes. They went to credits right before the kids started performing the oh, show in man. front of uh, Hal and Lois. All right. Hal. I, I'm i not going to lie. You, you done good, boy. Oh. That was fun. Uh, I only wish we had watched more, but I think that was a good beginning and end of the series. And they, we, go ahead. What do you think? I had a great time. Dewey just really needs a good school counselor. Get yeah. Him to, get him into some stuff. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, well, look, they let him put on an entire sure play did. for the whole school, so I guess he's, he's doing okay. Maybe. Hal and Lois, their marriage isn't perfect, but very relatable. Oh my god. That was great. Yeah, the only weak part was the stupid street oh, luge. Oh, the street luge was not a great It feels like component. the boys just yeah. got too old. Yeah. Dewey was the highlight of that one, because oh, he's absolutely. like still as, as old as maybe they were in the first season, you know, but... Wow. Um, and look at the opening credits here. They're just no. so young. We just, yeah. Uh, All right. We love Jane Kaczmarek. We love Brian Cranston. <laughs> Honestly, I could take or leave Frankie Muniz. You know Frankie I mean? Muniz like, in the earlier episodes, I'm, I'm fine with. I'm into. He just, he's so old at the end there, and they're doing like him behaving very immaturely, which I get it. Boys do. Yeah. High school boys do. But he literally looked like he was 25 to me there. No, um, it was fun. It was yeah. A, I don't you know, want to complain too much because I had a good. Time I really too. don't think there's like a weak link in the ensemble uh, cast if we're being honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even the new baby was funny in that yeah. episode. Wow. Maybe we'll watch this. Would you be amenable to seeing this in your real life at any point? Potentially, after we run out of shows. Yeah. All right. Well, Malcolm in the Middle kind of holds up. Funny little portrait of I want to say dysfunctional, but like they're pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like it's like a big deal about how dysfunctional they are, but. Just like The Simpsons was before that. The Fox Channel, say what you will, they seem to have done a good job, we haven't even seen Married with Children yet, of just putting these like very warts and all families on TV. Mm. Tell us what to watch next. You can leave us a voice message with the link in this episode description. Subscribe to the podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's not called iTunes anymore. I will keep wanting to call it iTunes. Yeah, don't. Send us an email, notstalgiaaol.com. Visit our website, www.notstalgia.org, or just find us on social media. Thanks for listening. Enter a desperate world. Hey, all I can think about is how hard he twists my nipple. Where Ow! life is cheap. Oh, Survival is a luxury. There's meningitis. There are car accidents. And the most terrifying adventure of all no! is surviving your family. Drink your milk. It's lumpy. Then chew it. From the network that brought you The Simpsons Dude. comes a comedy that proves there's no such thing as a normal family. Malcolm in the Middle, coming to Fox this January. Stop playing with yourself.